Welcome to the Born Unbreakable podcast. I'm your host, Coach Des, mindset motivator and lifestyle entrepreneur. From lost trauma, disappointments and devastation to healing hope and betterment, what has grounded me is my unbreakable spirit. We all have that spirit within us. Every week, I'm here to inspire you with stories of perseverance and growth. My mission is to help you crush self-limiting beliefs and to be unapologetically you. You are your only limit, so take action today. Let your unbreakable ride begin now. This episode is brought to you by Blue Skies Life, a lifestyle brand with high quality, ethical, and sustainable products. There are products for your mind, body, and home, everything from calming tea and luxurious shea butter to Turkish towels and silk kimonos. The holiday season is upon us, so start getting these one-of-a-kind gifts now. Go to blueskieslife.com, that's B-L-U-S-K-Y-S, L-I-F-E dot com and use code BU20 to get 20% off your order today. Welcome to the Born Unbreakable podcast for this really exciting episode. Laura and I have been trying to get together and finally made it happen. You know, schedules are crazy. It's the holiday season, so getting time is difficult, but I'm really grateful because I think everyone's going to be really excited for the kind of topic we're talking about today because we're in the entertainment land. So let me introduce my guest, Laura Hunter Drago. She's many things. She's actually from a small town in Virginia, and she went all the way to the other side of the country because now she lives in Los Angeles, California. So she's my neighbor. I'm over here in Las Vegas, so we're, uh, we're neighbors with each other. She was trained at NYU an actress by trade. She's also a producer. She's the assistant editor-in-chief of Miss in the Biz, which is an awesome website that has resources for female entrepreneurs in entertainment. And she also, if all of that wasn't enough, co-founded New Girl Pictures with one of her best friends, which is amazing. So we'll hear more from her directly, but Laura, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Finally, since we aligned. <laughs> I know, finally. We're like, we did this before 2022. Yeah, um, really. You know, yeah. It, it, you know, I, I'm just thr- thrilled about this because there are always people trying to quote unquote make it in entertainment. And I'm sure, you know, you, you, you live it daily being out there in Los Angeles. I think it's probably the number one place in the world where people try to come to do a number of things, you know, whether it's acting, um, you know, I was talking to someone the other day, he's a comedian, um, you know, anything in that realm, uh, producing, there's a lot of dimensions to it. Um, but I would love to, to start with, uh, why entertainment? Like what, what's you, what was your story? What was your draw, you know, from the early parts of your life to, to wanting to get into, to this arguably, you know, challenging space? Sure. Yeah. Um, I think that for me, when I was little, I, I was lucky in that, um, I got put into a lot of class plays, you know, early on, um, and, and just kind of got bit a little bit (laughs) by the bug. Um, and, Mm -hmm. and then I started doing regional theater, things like that. So it was just really kind of from childhood, it was kind of what I did. And, um, I think also what I always assumed that I would do as an adult, like it was never really a question for me. Like, I don't, I don't remember making a decision about that. I think it was just, that's what's going to happen. Um, so yeah, it, it, for me, it just kind of was, there was no question. And I definitely heard from people all through the years of me being young and, and saying, oh, I'm going to go to college in New York and I'm going to be an actor, this idea that, oh, it's going to be really hard, um, which I don't think discouraged me. I think I was really into the idea of it being really hard. Uh, and maybe that's part of why I chose it, because I thought, well, it's going to be interesting. 
Um, yeah. So yeah, I think I think that was it was mostly just like childhood getting bit by the bug as a kid. Yeah. Well, you know, and I love that, and I I think that many of us have that feeling of you just know. <laughs> you know, there's like not one specific thing that you can pinpoint, but it's just in you and you, you're excited to to go on all the twists and turns where, you know, whatever, whatever it takes you. So, so you went to NYU. So what was the experience like from being there and then deciding to come to LA? Yeah. So when I moved to New York, um, it was for college and I was 18 and that was a big jump for me um, from being in a very small town, no Starbucks, no mall, <laughs> anything. What? Yeah. And moving to New York was like, um, I didn't know anyone there. Uh, so it was just a huge learning curve. I got really thrown in quickly and I lived there for seven, eight years before I moved to LA. The jump to LA felt a little bit more like coming home than New York, um, just because it's such a sprawl here. And so, you know, I live in kind of a little suburban area now and it's, it feels a little bit more adult and, and functional than New York is just very fast paced and, uh, and exciting. But uh, I think LA to me in terms of like my life felt like the right place. I love the weather. Um, I think the people here, uh, I just kind of vibe with more and uh, yeah, it's, it's been a good transition in terms of the industry. Uh, you know, the difference between LA and New York really is that in New York, the entertainment industry isn't the only industry. It's not the center of that town. And in LA, it definitely is. So that's, I think, the biggest difference in terms of career stuff between those two cities. Mm -hmm. What was your first big producing gig? Well, I mean, it's all been stuff that I've sort of self-perpetuated. So really the, I mean, I had, I worked a little bit um, with an actor named Al Thompson, who's a great guy. Um, and he, I had worked with him as an actress and then sort of started helping produce and assist to produce little projects he would do. And he was good about like, kind of telling me like, hey, you're good at this. Um, and so... It took me a while to believe that <laughs> maybe five or six years after that, I really thought, you know, maybe I should um, be producing. And, and mostly it was about having been on so many auditions, you know, <laughs> and it's hard. You're you're just not really in control of of what happens to your career. It's so much luck and right place, right time. And I just felt like, you know, this might not be it for me. Um, because even the things I was going out for, I wasn't really excited about creatively. And, mm -hmm. and I thought, you know, maybe I can take a little bit more control of, of what I'm doing. And so the film that I released, my first feature that came out in 2020 um, to The New Girl was really my first big project. It's amazing. <laughs> that is so amazing. What's What's the biggest difference in terms of challenge as an actress versus challenge as a producer? I think the challenge as an actor uh, is that in the moment when you're filming or if you're on stage, whatever it is, um, the the performance and, and the the way it goes rests on your shoulder in in that moment. And it's it's in some ways, I don't want to say selfish, but it's a it's a self-centered um, career, and I don't mean that negatively. You know, you 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 have to be very aware of how you look, um, how you present yourself, how you walk, how you talk. Everything, you know, you're the product. Um, I work in marketing mm -hmm. too, so when I think about it that way, it's um, your you you have to focus on you. That's your job. Um, in terms of being a producer, it's sort of the polar opposite, where your job is to make sure that everyone else is comfortable and can perform to the best of their abilities. So, you know, as a producer, one of the biggest things that's on my mind, having been an actor is what steps can I take to make these performances 
easier for them to to create? How can we make this a less stressful situation for them? Like I spent a ton of time um, interviewing the the woman who did our our hair and makeup for to the new girl because I knew it was going to be very low budget, really fast paced, and these actresses who had a lot on their shoulders. These are like um, 10, 15 minute monologues that they're doing by themselves yeah. in the movie. Um, I wanted them to be really comfortable and, and really the only person that they would have significant time with before they went on was, was the woman who was prettying them up. Um, but also she, you know, happened to be this wonderful um, conversationalist and, and a couple of the girls even told me after we finished like, Oh wow, she was so nice. And that was intentional. Um, because I just know having been on the other side of it, that having somebody, um, especially in that position that, that isn't, um, warm can be very stressful or I've even had makeup artists say things to me like oh you know oh if only your hair was a little different or things like that and I was you know you have to be you don't want to make people feel insecure right before they perform so it's very important well exactly because then that's all they're thinking about the whole time is like is my hair terrible is it just yeah. terrible yeah. <laughs> like, yeah am I terrible yeah. as a whole <laughs> yeah am I now just a horrible person and this is going to be a disaster because of me like yeah. But that's honestly yeah. what I really mm. like about producing is that it, it has taken me um, out of it being about myself, which for me has opened things up so much. Um, I find it so much less stressful and I feel better about what I'm doing. I really like seeing other people in their element. Um, and I... Mm -hmm. um, I'm an ENFP, so I'm like a cheerleader. <laughs> I love to yeah. um, to support and see, especially actors or or any you know, even our crew, um, or cinematographer, just do what they want to be doing and and be able to do it to the best in the best situation possible. Mm -hmm. What what inspires you when you're when you're uh, you know putting together your work like if you think back to the new girl and you know the movie when you were back in 2020 and that was coming out what 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 was the inspiration behind that um really the inspiration behind that whole project well first of all the the film was written by um one of my best friends from high school who founded new girl pictures with me samantha mocker um and so i had seen the show when she very first put it up as a theater show um, as even I think mm -hmm. as a workshop was the first time I saw it. And then I saw several iterations um, from different theater companies that have put it on probably for five or six years before we even thought, oh, let's make a movie of it. So I was already very um, aware of and, and invested in the project. And then for me, what's really, you know, one of my overarching, I guess, um, personal missions is to just try and create more opportunities for women. This is an all female cast and we also made it an all-female crew um and so that aspect of it was was really exciting and and created a cool environment um and and definitely like pulled me through <laughs> um you know the the post-production of like three years of me alone <laughs> trying to figure out how to get everything together and get the movie actually finished um, which is like a really stressful time um yeah yeah just just knowing oh these people all did such amazing work and and are excited about it we had an actress who it was her very first role in a film and she was always so enthusiastic um people like that you know um really just enthusiasm from other people gives me enthusiasm <laughs> yeah it's the energy energy mm -hmm. of the people that you're working with and where can we find it so if somebody's like oh man this sounds really cool i need yes. to see this absolutely so you can check out everything about the movie onto the new girl.com, but we're also available for free to watch on Tubi and a bunch of other platforms. But I think Tubi is probably the most um, well-known of them to this point. Nice. Oh, that's awesome. So what is in the works now? Like what projects are you working on? What are you looking forward to? Oh, <laughs> it's been an interesting couple of years, um, you know, releasing to the new girl in 2020 ended up being a really interesting undertaking because of the pandemic. Um, I think we actually benefited a little bit from the situation. Just people were interested in content and it's, it has a sort of theater stand-up feel and people weren't going to live theater. So I think they were coming to us instead. And 
And I, um, we also, we spent a lot of time on the marketing of it, especially because I think we knew it's a tough time to start filming anything else right now because of all the restrictions still. Um, it's very expensive mm -hmm. to do any sort of independent project um, because of all the, the different testing and things that you have to do. So we've, Sam and I um, have been trying to figure out a little bit what's next, but this fall we started working on an audio drama podcast, which is called St. Mary's School for Children with the Stigmata. <laughs> um, it's a really fun, almost like, uh, I, I don't want to say horror. It's more like a mystery ghost story vibe. Spooky is, is the word that we've been going with. I think we just released <laughs> our fourth episode yesterday. We've got a Christmas special coming up. Um, so that's been really fun because that was also a, a project that she had written maybe 10 years ago that I did a, a reading for as an actress. We kind of forgot about it. And then we were talking about like, oh, what can we do? Uh, and then it, this old project came up and we were thinking about maybe just shooting it as a short and then realized, you know, it's still going to be crazy with all the restrictions. Hey, why don't we just try to make a podcast? And it's been so fun. Um, I'm voicing one of the characters, which is great for me because I've kind of quit acting but now I'm sort of getting to do it on a different level. And, and I'm also editing it, um, which I'm having a really good time with, like just learning different audio <laughs> sound effects and things yeah. like that. So it's been, it's been really fun. Um, other than that, what's next? I've been um, writing a screenplay feature all year this year. I'm still in the editing <laughs> phase. I'm like knee deep in it this week because I have to turn in a, a draft in a few days, but um, I'm really excited about that. It's uh, it would be a larger budget than we've worked with before, so we'll see what happens with it. But I'm I'm very very excited about it. So, oh my gosh! So you see, so you you've done a little bit of everything from acting, producing. Now you're doing the screenplay. You're doing podcasting which is, you know, its own thing, <laughs> as, yes, um, sure which I know, know about, yeah. but it's, yeah, a lot, a lot of different, you know, dimensions and a lot, and a lot of creativity. Mm -hmm. I think that's one of the reasons why people find entertainment so fascinating because it's not, every day is not the same routine, right? you know, which is right. scary in some ways, <laughs> maybe because, you know, sometimes people are looking for some kind of a routine, but then it's also exciting because yeah. you have to really channel your creativity constantly right yeah i was the kid who's like my desk was always a mess <laughs> you know what i mean like i think <laughs> i thrive a little bit in in chaos <laughs> um i'm not sure yeah, i would organize do... chaos yeah yeah exactly organized chaos um yeah i'm not sure that i would do particularly well in fact i know i would not do well in a sort of nine to five um environment i just don't um, have the mentality for it. Like I was a temp for a while when I lived in New York and I was first out of college and I just, oh, I couldn't stand it. Like just being at a desk was uh, absolutely, um, I don't know. I would, I would yeah. rather do almost anything. Um, but yeah, I think, uh, because of all that, I do well when I have more going on. So like the more, um, variety, the, the more productive I am. If I only have one project to focus on at a time, it gets a little like, um, uh, I start procrastinating. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I, I totally understand that. I, I think that the more I move forward in life, the more I find it interesting to do different things and and have energy expended in a variety of ways or else, it feels too monotonous and then it gets for boring. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't, you yeah. know, I, I mean, I think, uh, you know, a, a lot of people during this time where we're technically, you know, still in this pandemic thing, um, you know, are, are striving to find excitement despite some of the limitations. So like, even if you do have to do things virtually, how do you make it fun? How do you have great connections with people still? How, you know, like a lot of questions I think maybe we're challenged with differently that we didn't have to answer, you know, in, in, in previous, in Absolutely. a previous time. Yeah. I mean, um, I think even just having the extra time <laughs> in general, like I, 
I, I, I need to fill that with something or my brain goes haywire. So yeah. Like all, yeah, just all in different directions. But, you know, one of the things I think it's really important to ask you is if anybody is listening and entertainment is the space that they want to explore, you know, what whatever direction that is. You know, um, I know you obviously the website is great. I think it's so cool that you have put together something that can help provide resources to especially females that are wanting to break through in some kind of way in this space. You know, what what are some of the pieces of advice that you have for those that are wanting to do more in this area? Yeah, I think the first thing I would tell anyone who wants to be in entertainment is to take as much control of your trajectory as possible. Um, it's so much easier now than it was 10 years ago to make your own content. You know, if you have a cell phone, you can make a short film, you can make a podcast, you can, you know, there's a lot of things that you can do. You can almost always write a script. Um, so I think that not waiting for the phone to ring is such a huge, um, especially if you want to be an actor, because that that is a vicious <laughs> cycle, and there's it's a lot of it is so out of your control. So um, because so many things will be out of your control, try you know you've you've got to find the spots where you have agency and and take them. Um, and the mm -hmm. other thing I would say is to have some flexibility with your bar for success. Like, I think that has to evolve <laughs> for you over time. You know, when I was um, 18 and I moved to New York, uh, I was very single minded about things. And I really thought, well, I'm going to win an Oscar when I'm 25. And that's going to then I'll know that I and I needed to feel that way at that time, or I wouldn't have had the guts to move to Manhattan having only been there twice and not knowing anyone. So like that, that was the right mindset for me at that moment, but time and education and, you know, just experience taught me that, you know, maybe those things will happen. Maybe they won't, it doesn't really matter. Um, you know, for me at this point in my life, I'm in my mid thirties and I, I'm just enjoying the opportunity to continue creating and, and to work with people and, and just do things that I'm excited about. And if people, um, you know, want to watch them or listen to them or uh, help me produce more of them or fund things or what, whatever anyone wants to do is like, it's all a pleasant surprise to me at this point. I don't have expectations anymore, um, which I think is, has been huge um, for my overall mental health because that, you know, right after college, I was really stuck in that, that single mindedness. And it, it took me a minute to be like, okay, wait, <laughs> what's the reality here? Like, you know, it, it, and also to think about like, to really feel within yourself, like, what, maybe my expectation is making me less happy than if I just thought about my reality and said, wait, oh my gosh, if you had told me when I was 12, that I would be standing here on a film set at all, I would have been so excited, <laughs> like, yeah, you know, so I think we have to, um, we have to like do some check-ins with ourselves and not, don't put too much pressure. It doesn't have to be, you know, you can not be Meryl Streep <laughs> and still have a very successful, <laughs> happy life, you know, and also, you know, live your life inside of all of that, you know, make sure you're keeping up with your friends, go on dates, go, you know, be a person in the world. Um, don't make it all about your career because it, it doesn't, that's not what's going to hold your hand when you need it. So, yeah. yeah it's, that's a great point because I think in, in any industry, people uh, can run into that where you pour yourself so much into something that all the other things in your universe have become more distant mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden you find yourself having to catch up to everything else in your life. And that's, that's work too, right? It's just totally. a different kind of work. Yeah. I mean, mm -hmm. no, no amount so, of success makes up for, um, for that. Yeah. And relationships, right? Mm -hmm. The relationships that matter 
that yeah. hold you up, especially when things get tough. But I definitely have to ask you about marketing because you had mentioned that earlier. Is like, what do you do to put yourself out there? So now you're in that mode of, I'm confident, I make good content, I know who I am, I know I have talent. How do other people see my talent and what I'm doing? You yeah. know, because I imagine making connections um, might not always feel like the easiest thing for somebody to do of like maybe rejection or not getting an answer or leaving lots of messages or sending a lot of emails and feeling like there's crickets. You know, yeah. how, how do you persevere when it's not necessarily an industry where everybody just answers the phone and says, absolutely, yes, <laughs> you know? Yeah, I think I'm lucky in that I had done the acting thing for so long because um, I am a pro at rejection. You, that is just every day, <laughs> <laughs> left and right, people are rejecting you. And it's to the point where it happens so often that you you don't even remember anymore. I mean, which is um, in a way good <laughs> because now it doesn't affect me um, in the same way. And then on the other side of the marketing stuff, my day job is in marketing for um, the tech industry. And so that's given me a pretty good knowledge base there. So I feel pretty confident in um, in things like social media marketing and, and just creating that type of content. Um, in terms of how we marketed the film, you know, I'm all about, I think it's, and this is part of um, what I like more about being a producer than an actor, because when I was trying to market myself as an actor, I always felt a little awkward about hey, here's a picture of me again, you know, <laughs> that no one really needs to see that every day. Hi, hello. Right. Mm -hmm. Help. <laughs> um, but with this, everything that I'm sharing is um, is really someone else's work that I'm super proud of. So it's like, uh, you know, our, our actresses or, or anybody from our crew. Uh, so it's it's a totally different feel. And, and for me, I just think, especially with social media, you know, I think being relentless is is a good quality. Like people can kind of view what they they want. And you always have to assume that somebody new is finding you. Um, so we've continued to market even, you know, a year past the release of, of To The New Girl, just, um, you know, like on Valentine's Day, because it's a sort of a breakup movie. We will do a little thing every year. I, I have one of our actresses in that film, Alexandra Boylan is a good friend of mine. And she is also a, a great film producer. She makes faith-based films. Um, and she had told me before this came out, she was like, you know, you, you live with your movies for the rest of your life. You know, you're always going to be promoting them. You're always something, you know, maybe one of your actresses ends up on a TV show and suddenly there's all this renewed interest in what you did. So there's, there's all sorts of um, factors in a, in a movie and in marketing any sort of project because things change over time. Maybe something's newsworthy. Maybe something happens that, that makes it more um, relevant. So mm -hmm. yeah, I think it, it sort of never ends and you just kind of have to be like, okay with that. And, and it's really about being just proud of the work that you've done and, and the work that other people have done. So you feel yeah. good about what you're sharing. Yeah. I, you know what? I, you That is really eye-opening, what you just said, that the fact that it's an ongoing process, because I often think that um, in any kind of marketing, people think it's just the beginning. Mm -hmm. It's like, this is it. So we need to put all the flyers, all the posters, all the social media, every everything, like the whole gusto, the kid and caboodle out there. But you're right. It really is something that is ongoing because there's there's new people looking for things all the time. And like you said, there's events that happen that may align best with the particular content where now there's even a bigger pull or draw towards something because there's other factors that are now pushing <laughs> toward yeah whatever that thing is. So that's, that's a really good way to, for, for folks to think about it is not to, to put so much pressure on just the release date or yeah that moment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. When yep. something is new. Yep. Um, 
because it, it also gives you the creative freedom to do different things at different times. Yeah. Which yeah. I think well, you is know, important. I, I read something interesting um, about even like the TikTok algorithm recently, which was that a lot of people will post something on that site and then it will take one or two months for it to that particular video, the nine seconds uh -huh. or whatever it is to, to gain steam or, and it's the, for exactly those reasons that we're talking about, like a, a sound bite will become really popular and all of a sudden that video is relevant. So it's sort of like a microcosm of that, that concept, yeah. you know, we're, we're all making kind of evergreen content. Um, mm -hmm. So someone could find your podcast that, that hasn't listened to it and tell all their followers one day and, and suddenly there's and like, it's like, what's yeah. mm -hmm. going on right now? What's yeah. happening? Yeah. Would you say, cause you know, this is something I think about. I, I do also think it's something that's tested differently in this environment. Like you brought up TikTok, that's another platform that people are using and there's YouTube. And I mean, those, those things are, are utilized more today than ever before, right? Like the YouTubes, the TikToks. Would you say that like patience is something that we have to to heed? Because I I tend to think like I have it, maybe more so than others, but it's all relative, right? Because I do see things today and I feel that people want the immediacy and instant gratification because of the environment that we are engineered in now, mm -hmm. where if you don't get something immediately, you feel very defeated. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, it's, it should have this many followers, this many likes, this many comments. People should be talking about this. It should be everywhere. And, and I just, I don't know if that's realistic or if you have to j just have patience and, you know, commitment to something to see yeah. it through in a way that know that thing, good things take time. I don't know if that just sounds really old me saying no, that. <laughs> I don't think so. I think it's like, it's trust, you know, in your own um, idea and your, in your content. And I do think that sometimes it just takes a little bit of time, you know, even this um, scripted podcast that we're working on right now, my assumption is that because I know how I listen to things when we finish the first season, I think a bunch of people that haven't listened before are going to want to listen and binge it because that's, you know, how we consume content now. I mean, I, mm -hmm. you know, if a show hasn't finished at least a couple of years <laughs> of, of their seasons, I'm, I usually don't want to get in because I'm worried that it's going to get canceled or something's going to happen where I don't get to finish the story. So I do think um, sometimes it just takes a little bit of time. Yeah, you're so right about that. I have binged so many things. This is like the whole thing about binging. That is such a thing. Ever since Netflix came out or, you know, whatever whatever platform people are, are excited about. Um, I just did it the other day on, on a show on Netflix. I do it where I'm like, hmm, I'll see what that's about, you know, six hours later when it's 4 a.m. And I'm like, oh, are my gosh, I'm still watching. <laughs> I know. Like, yes, do not judge me. Like, yeah. why are you asking me that? Yeah. Are you judging me? Are you judging me for watching still? Is everything okay? <laughs> yeah. Are you hungry? Do you need a Come snack? On. <laughs> I, I know, right? And I'm pretty sure, you know, it'll be like starting to do prompts, like stand up, stretch, do something else with your life besides sit here and watch this show for this many hours in, in the morning. Um, but it's, we're, we're in such an interesting environment right now yeah. Yeah. Um, that I think is, can feel um, like it's a double-edged sword in some ways, because on the one hand, there's a vast amount of opportunities that exist that maybe didn't in terms of how to, you know, get information out there and share your talent or your, your giftings with the world. But then on the other end, it seems as if it's very overwhelming because you're just like, there's so many ways that you could do something. It can paralyze you if you think about it for too long. Yeah. Too many, too many options for sure. Yeah. I mean, I'm like, even that way about picking shows like, to watch it's it's hard there's so much content um i think as an as a creative person it's somewhat inspiring though if you look at it that now you're really able to make things for specific audiences because there's so many 
venues for people to find stuff. Um, so you don't necessarily have to think about, oh, what's commercial? What's going to, you know, what works for network TV? But that's not really a thing anymore to some extent. You know, it's um, right. There's some people that, I mean, a lot of people don't even have, get cable anymore. Yeah, I don't. You know, yeah. they stream everything. You just, you know, it's, it's, it's totally different for that. I, I mean, I don't know what's happening with the cable providers and if they're having some kind of new cool strategy <laughs> because people are like, eh, I don't really need you anymore. Thanks. I'll just uh, pay for my subscription to, you know, whatever different stuff there is now. And it's also cheaper. So, yeah. you know, they're not yeah. going to do all that. I don't know. Um, but what, you know, what does like life look like for you five years from now? Like if, if, if you, if all dreams were free and, and you could go in the future and do all the things that you wanted to do, what would five years from now look like in this area of your life? Uh, I mean, I think what I would say is that I, my hope would be <laughs> to be essentially doing the same thing I'm doing now, but just, um, on a, a larger scale, able to reach more people. Um, I would love to make a, a film of this script that I just wrote that will take at least five years. <laughs> realistically. Yeah. Um, and I would like to continue writing. It's something that's, um, I guess, I, I don't know if I should say new to me, but certainly like writing with the purpose of, um, finishing a screenplay is, is new. Um, mm -hmm. so I'm hoping to keep doing that, um, just to keep making things, uh, and, yeah. and work with people that I'm excited about, but not, no, like overarching thing, except that I really like this movie I just wrote and I want to make it. <laughs> yeah, no, I think, I mean, I think it's big, you know, I, I interviewed, uh, a little while back, Scott Rosenfeld who's a um, movie producer. He did like Mystic Pizza okay, yeah. and a Teen Wolf and oh, um, some of those kinds of movies. And he did, I, I love just his mind and, and how he does things. But I did, you know, it gave me a different appreciation for producing when he told me one of the, the movies that I watched of his, you know, uh, he talked about it being so many years in the making. You know, like there are things that take 10, 15 years to just have the right content, to feel the right confidence, to feel the right timing, to get the right people. So I think that people don't get to see that behind the scenes aspects of, of movies or the creative stuff because they just get the product. Right. They didn't know, you know, all the things that it took behind and that maybe it was even a decade before it could turn into what it is now. So yeah. I definitely think about that differently. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's very, very true. Things. It's a lot of, a lot of time, a lot of money, um, you know, the, the last film that I did, um, we spent four years on it before we released it. And so you do have to think about um, projects that you take because you're going to be living with that for probably three to five years in terms of making it. And then, as I said, for the rest of your life, <laughs> once it releases. So you need to really love and believe in it because you're going to watch it, you know, 300 times <laughs> like you you got oh like my it gosh well, that's a good point too your, your name is attached to that thing forever yeah. so you you're putting your mark on something and you know hopefully it's a positively received thing or else it's like you get so much crap for it <laughs> right i mean yeah. that's just it's it's interesting you know and even, even the um i've been thinking a lot lately about um you know like the that when we work with people, especially in this industry, uh, that we then become a part of of their history and um, and sort of the the story of of their life and and what they um, did. You know, I don't know if you know the story about the woman that was um, very tragically killed on the Rust set uh, a few months ago, Helena Hutchins, but she was our gaffer onto the New Girl, um, and and just thinking about you know, just being uh, even a small piece of, of her story um, is just really, you know, I think it's, 
you, you realize what a huge responsibility it is um, and and just the sort of family that you make uh, along the way and and the the pieces of things that people create in their lives. It's it's I think it's a big deal and it's uh, I'm a huge like advocate of safety on set to begin with and I think it's a it's a really important reminder of like we have to take care of each other and um, and in terms of content and in terms of just overall safety and production. Yeah. There, that is a huge piece is the, just the connectedness, even that you talk about, like all the, all the lives of the different people that are part of any production are threaded together, despite your roles being super different, mm -hmm. you know, Absolutely. whether you're in front of a camera or behind the camera. Yeah. Everybody people has a role and very invested. Yeah. yeah, it's uh, and you know, there's mm -hmm. only again, there's only so much time. You're only going to work on so many things, and so you have to really, um, you have to really think about it for sure. Wow. Oh, that's a big decision, Laura. I know. <laughs> like, really think about what it is that you want to put your time into, or else you could be kicking yourself for yeah. just you know not taking something yeah. that you didn't truly believe in. Yeah, absolutely. That's a big. That's a big task. I can only imagine some of the stories people have about something they committed to and said, what the heck was I thinking? <laughs> yep. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. That is, <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. Didn't even, didn't even occur to me that you could get attached to something for maybe longer than you wanted to in this. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Have you, I mean, for you, do you feel that you had, that you've chosen things that you're proud of, that you are like, yes, this, these are the things that I, I feel really good about. I would say since becoming more focused on the production side, yes, absolutely. Anything that I've made in terms of me being in charge of things I'm, I'm super proud of. When I was an actress, uh, that's a whole mishmash of <laughs> like, you just get in a mindset of like, oh, I just need to say yes to everything. And, and that's part of the problem um, that I had with it. I'm not that I'm like, specifically not yeah. proud of anything. Uh, and I sort of had like a little belief system that I think is is true, because it I, the theory I've proven several times, like the worse the experience on the movie as an actor, the better the friends you make out of it. So I have some terrible <laughs> films that I've been in that have made some of my best friends in my life. So they were completely worth it. Um, but yeah, I, I'm definitely, now that I have the control to be proud of what I'm making, I'm, I am. So that's good. <laughs> That is, yeah, that is good. Well, I would love to get into some questions for us to just get to know you better. So my my first question is, what are three words that best describe you? Hmm. I would say <laughs> I'm passionate, I am resilient, and I'm creative. I feel like those are all things that you need in the entertainment space. Yeah, that's, <laughs> so, probably true. that's awesome. I don't know if I was born with them or right? developed. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure both. I'm sure you've had to like resilience. Yeah. You know, for example, how you were saying, you know, you, you get getting told no. I feel like if you can't do that, then you're going to have probably a hard time. Yeah. in this space yeah, right yeah like, it's not, not gonna you, you can't especially if you're <laughs> gonna be an actor it's okay. not gonna work yeah. yeah yeah you're like i give up i'm trying something else never mind i know um, people that have done that i know people that have moved to la and they like sent out one round of headshots and they just could they were like nope okay and you know what that's okay if you do that and you feel so bad that it makes you want to stop you should stop it's totally fine to not do that it's totally fine to decide hey something else. Yeah. It's totally, yeah. Like you said, it's, it's good. It, you know, everybody, and everybody knows what their, their own limits are, right? Like what is that gauge of, you know, no, I've got it still more in me or, um, and to your, your previous word of being passionate, I think that's also an indicator, right? Like 
that is also a gauge of how much you really want to push for something versus, nah, this was just kind of an option, not right. the option. Because I do think there's a difference between the two. Absolutely. You know? Okay. What is something that you are working on improving? Mm. Well, <laughs> uh, I've been working on improving my writing all year. So that's a career thing. My personal thing, I, I'm working on improving uh, my boundaries <laughs> in terms of just, and I think you actually really need good boundaries as a producer, but also just as a person. Um, and just uh, and making sure that I don't overextend myself in the uh, under the name of of um, you know making a project work or making a, a friendship work or any, any of those things like that I um, that I make sure I don't forget me <laughs> in the midst yeah. of all of this yeah. other stuff. Don't become the sacrificial lamb, you know, for your sanity, your health, and everything else. Absolutely, um, because you are boundaryless. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yep. <laughs> yeah. That's a, that's a, you know what? It's a really big thing to uh -huh. work on. It really, yeah. you know, it really is. And I, I, I personally underestimated how little of boundaries I had until I started working on them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, in my experience, I mean, for me, it's been like something will will happen that's so bad and so ridiculous that that all of a sudden you have to like go and recatalog your whole history of like how did this how did this moment arrive? You've got to just dig through it. It sucks, but but sometimes that's what you have to do, and you'll get there because you know yeah. you, we thread that stuff. You know, it's all all of that trauma and history is our brains like wire it together. And so you have to, it's like untangling a necklace. You know, sometimes it's really hard. <laughs> there are stilts of necklaces that I have not untangled. So I know exactly what you're saying. They're hanging there. I work on them when I get a minute and see if I can undo them. But you're, you're, you're a hundred percent right. You know, sometimes I think going through certain things helps us to recognize the work that we have to do, right? Absolutely. So life, ex there's nothing that beats life experience. Yeah, no. And, and yeah, but <laughs> boundaries, man, how many people are signing, signing on to that self-improvement mm -hmm. activity? Mm -hmm. um, okay, what's a self-limiting belief that you've had to overcome? I think the biggest thing really was the idea, my, my belief about what success meant, um, which I spoke a little bit about before, but it took me a pretty long, rough period in my mid twenties, uh, to get over that, especially I had like gone to, you know, a big conservatory program as an actor and, and started seeing a lot of the people that I had been to school with or, um, people that I had dated or people that my my husband now had dated people, you know, just would blow up and all of a sudden they'd be on a billboard. And um, that's a very disorienting experience if you've never had it. Um, you know, I think there that exists in every career to some extent, but in the entertainment industry, it happens to be very much in your face. Uh, and so it just took me a while to like, not feel like, um, I think a feeling of scarcity or like, Oh, if somebody else gets that, that means I can't have it. Um, just learning yes. to believe in like, there's enough for everyone. We're all just kind of running our own race and, um, and feeling excited for other people. Like once I started being able to do that and, you know, see my friend in a movie and be like, Oh, that's awesome. Like it just, it changed so many things for me in a, just a more positive mindset and just not, I mean, jealousy is just a shitty emotion you know you just don't yeah. it doesn't help anybody it doesn't is. do anything good for anyone and um and so yeah getting out of that was really important for me that that idea of like oh if i'm not x y and z by this day then i'm a failure like that's you know silly that's crap yeah yeah <laughs> it's all it's all crap laura yeah um, <laughs> but you know, but but you're right and, and you know that that right there it is a mindset shift mm -hmm. it is a mindset shift because 
all of that is internal, meaning, meaning when you're looking at someone else and the things that they're accomplishing, your feelings directed towards that is a projection of you. It's a projection of your maturity. It's a projection of the level of gratitude that you do or don't have, you know? And so it's something that we're at different stages of at, at different points in our life. But the key, I think, is self-awareness, is doing a gut check, you know, you used that word earlier, of on yourself to know, okay, what, how am I behaving right now? Am I in a state of gratitude and excitement? Am I in a state of, you know, anger and defeat and scarcity, you know, and it's, it's all conditioning that we have to be aware of so that we could point that energy into more productive space. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, I, I yeah, completely, so, completely agree. I think a lot of it is, is also an excuse or, you know, it's, it's a, a way to let yourself off the hook. Like, oh, well they have that. And now I, I just, I have bad luck. Like, um, yeah, I it, and it's something I now like it almost makes me crazy when I hear people talk that way because I just think, you know, you have to it's somewhere along the line you do you have to take responsibility for your own um your own choices, your own reality and and go from there. Um you'll mm -hmm. be happier. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, absolutely. You 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 sure will be. Okay. What is one thing you want to see changed in the world? I think the biggest thing is that I would like to not only see just more overall equality for women, both in the entertainment industry and just in the world. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but also, you know, as a, as a creator, a storyteller, um, just, just a more, um, diverse selection of voices, uh, um, I'd like to see that shift happen that we're, I think, working toward um, in, you know, there's been a lot of news and uh, upheaval about the way women and people of color are treated in the world. And, and I think that in the entertainment industry, it's an opportunity. This is how, you know, kids see themselves reflected in, in media, how, how people think about um, things, how people view history. Um, and so I would just like to see more, more women and people of color in positions of power, um, and, and making those storytelling choices. I think that there's a, like a lot of data to back up that that is also very commercially viable. So it really should be happening, um, because that, that is what a lot of those executives care about. Um, so that's really like my personal mission, <laughs> um, but yeah, I would like to see that shifted and more empathy overall from humans is, you know, will be nice. Be better people, be <laughs> better humans. I, I know that just sounds basic, but, but we're not there yet. That's the truth. I mean, come on. Yeah. We have not seen people be at their best out there in the world and we definitely yeah. can do better. Um, you know, I personally have been doing more work in the diversity, equity, inclusion space. And I, I, I agree with you, you know, I, I want to give credit to say that there are great things that I've seen happen. Um, and there's, there's just more things that, that need to happen. So yeah. I'm glad, I'm glad that, um, we're in that fight together. <laughs> yeah. And I do think it's sometimes right. people uh, think, oh, well, my, well, my contribution to this cause is not big enough, so I'm not going to bother. And I, I think, you know, everything helps, <laughs> you know, if you're giving someone an opportunity, even if it's in a small project or in a, you know, a, whatever the equivalent in another industry would be, um, you're, you are helping like that, you know, do the small thing because, um, everything matters. Yeah. Yeah. And the s small things make big differences in the world. So we can't underestimate the power of that. Okay. What's one of the best pieces of advice that you've ever been given? Hmm. To think about that for a minute. <sighs> 
I'm, I keep going back to what I, what my friend told me about my movie, but that's not it. Um, <laughs> that was all oh, you know advice. What? Here, I'll give you a piece of advice. This is from my therapist. So, <laughs> you know, she, you know, it's good then she's qualified. <laughs> I don't know if maybe this isn't even advice, but this is just a, um, a statement that I, that for me is like motivating and also, uh, keeps me aware of, of my space with people is that every relationship that we have will inevitably end in some kind of heartbreak, whether it's that the person is no longer with you or, you know, the relationship dissolves for some other reason. And so, um, for me, what that gives me is this sense of really taking care in the moments that I have with people really being present, um, and just valuing, everyone because you don't know um and so yeah that's that's been a big you know even like we were talking about in making decisions about what kind of things to work on who to work with who to keep in your life like mm -hmm. um i think it's just having that sort of present mindedness is uh is really key oh my gosh what a way to think about it what a way to think about it because when you um there's an expiration date yes. on things, right? Like even the people that are going to be there till the end, you only know that you're going to be there with yourself. Like mm -hmm. you don't know if all these 10 people that you're thinking of are definitely going to be there or not. So all you know is the time that you have right now. Yeah, that's it. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, that's heavy. <laughs> I need a minute. I, when yeah, like, when you hear something like that, you're like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Let me just process that for a second. So I probably should think about the way that I'm behaving and acting and the attitude that I'm having towards these people because I want to be remembered for having these good relationships yeah. or else, you know, that's not going to be good. Um, ooh, wow. Yeah, that definitely hit me. I'm sitting here thinking, wow, okay. If I thought like that, that would, you know, it does make you think of Yeah. That. Well, you know, sometimes it means that you have to step away from something or someone too. Oh. It's, it's, it, there's multiple sides. You know, to I, mean, that. I think about how many relationships I was supposed to step away long faster before. from. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, girl. Whoa. That was several years too long. Yeah. Oh, Whoops. maybe, maybe 10 or 20. Yeah. I, <laughs> oops, a couple decades could have gotten back. Right. Oh boy. Yeah. But the, I mean that like, this is the honest, brutal truth. I mean, and, and I think the fact that we could say that and for anybody listening can, you know, nod their heads and just have that for themselves right now, we make mistakes sure. as human beings. We're not perfect. We don't know everything. We're not omnipotent. We think we want to be, you know, and we, right. we try to be, but just don't. You can't predict the future. You don't know what's going to happen. You don't know who's going to walk into your life or walk out of it at any minute. Mm -hmm. So you, you, you do have to have this groundedness about yourself um, because, you know, first and foremost, if you don't have that, then that's very difficult in any relationship. Um, but making it count to your point in terms of being present, I think is, is huge. Yeah. That's a big lesson for us all to embrace. Mm -hmm. um, so the most important question that I have for you is where can we follow you? How can we follow the work you're doing, <laughs> keep up with the next, you know, script or movie or, you know, any show that you're working on? Because I just, I really think it's inspirational what you're doing. And I would love for people to be able to stay connected with that. Thank you. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm fairly easy to find. If you want to look at what I'm doing, it's laurahunterdrago.com at laurahunterdrago on Instagram. That's pretty much my username everywhere. Uh, nice. If you want to look at what the company is doing, um, we're at new girl film on Instagram and we are newgirlpictures.com and to the newgirl.com. I love it, Laura. Aww. This is so awesome. Thank you. I just, you know, I, I thank you for inspiring in this space. Again, you know, I, I just, I see it as, as a, you know, a big playground 
in many ways, but one that you have to have the fortitude to play in, right? Because it's it's not like it's the easiest place. So, you know, the fact that you've done so many, um, uh, such a variety of things um, and are still continuing to do such creative things is, is really inspirational. So just, you know, thank you for sharing your story. Oh, well, thank you for having me. You're a great interviewer. This has really been fun. Oh my gosh. That's the goal. If it's not fun, then what are we doing? Exactly. What are we doing? 100%. <laughs> like we have this like a rule of thumb that I have in my day because we can count on things not going our way, but if we can at least make it fun, then we can go to bed saying like, okay, well, there was that one moment, right. even though I still coffee on myself today. The, I got all the red lights and everything. There was still that one moment where I was laughing. And I was having a good time. Yeah, so, I, I feel you. Yeah. If I can do that, then, then I feel this little bit of accomplishment. Yeah. Check, check mark. Because I can definitely count on myself to spill something or knock something over because it's just, I don't even know what kind of thing haunts me, but that does. It just does. I'm like, it's a spill ghost. It is. Seriously, the one day that I decide to wear white, are you kidding me? Every time. Ah, the last time. time, like I had, there was, yeah, one time I wore these white pants and I sat on a blueberry. Do you know how hard it is to get blueberry? And it's okay. on your butt. Like I, I have one. I can wear that anymore. <laughs> I had a white skirt on, oh. and I had one of those um, really, really permanent red lipsticks in my purse. And it fell out in the car seat and I did not know. And I walked in and the girl at the store was like, oh my God, you're bleeding. And I was like, no, it's lipstick. But it was just, it looked horrific. <laughs> like real bad. I mean, seriously. I mean, why though? Why? Of all the days, of all the moments, of all the things that could just like fall on your seat. I don't know. The I know people listening can feel this pain. If you are one of those people that are free from clumsiness and the, these kinds of things, I, I admire you. I wish that I had days like yours <laughs> because I have a lot of days that are like the ones we just described. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, well, on that note, everyone, do your best not to drop your lipstick or fruit. Um, so you don't sit on it and get your pants and skirts and shorts dirty. Great <laughs> uh, but, the, but this has been amazing, Laura. Thank you so much. Thank and um, I'm looking forward to continuing to follow your work. Thanks so much. Me too for you. <laughs> Laura Hunter Drago, producer, actress, screenwriter, amazing woman in entertainment she's done a variety of things and i just love the candid fun dialogue that we had and a couple of key lessons that i took away you know and one of them is that it's an ongoing process to put yourself out there and to promote the good things that you're doing so if you are in any way putting out something of yours, whether it's personal, whether it's part of a team effort, whatever it's for. It could be for your church. It could be for your family. It could be for your career. We're all putting ourselves out there in some way, not necessarily as an actress, although maybe for some of you that may be the case. It's a process that is ongoing. It's something that we have to have that steadfast commitment to that is not going to always be the overnight gratification or overnight success. So we have to be persistent and patient in the pursuit of the things that we want in life by knowing that there will be many things that feel like that ongoing journey and that's okay. Sometimes the reception initially is wonderful and it's massive and it's just what we want. And sometimes we're reminded that we have to continue to put in the effort to get the yield that we desire. So don't be afraid to continue to put in that effort. It's worth it when you believe that whatever you are doing matters. And I love towards the end of the interview, 
the comment that she made about relationships. I have never thought about it in quite the same light. I think that relationships in some way, when we do sit here and think about it, they expire for one reason or another. And it's just to say, be very mindful, be very thoughtful about your attitude, how you show up and how you're present for the people in your life because they're not going to be there forever. This is so much easier said than done. We do, we're not on our P's and Q's at every moment. We're not always A plus students and having the best attitude every second of the day. It's just to say, do your best. Do your best. Like in my favorite book, The Four Agreements, when Don Miguel Ruiz says, do your best, it's to say that your best looks different at different times because sometimes we are in our best mental and physical state. So we're going to show up 100%, but some days we're maybe at 80%. So it's going to look a little bit different. So give yourself some grace at the same time, but show up in the way that you would want others to show up in your relationships. I hope that you enjoyed learning about Laura a little bit more about entertainment and that you enjoyed this episode as we are just days away from 2022. It's exciting. I hope you're enjoying the time that maybe you're, that you have with your family and friends. Maybe you're even off right now because you're taking some extra days and doing things like listening to my podcast and others. So Take the time, enjoy yourself as you're heading into a new year, a better version of you, thinking of all the great things that are to come in this positive energy, in this space that we share together of learning and growth, because that is what this podcast is all about, being born unbreakable. Subscribe if you haven't already. Share this episode with somebody who needs to hear it. And remember, you are your only limit. So take action and tune in again next time for another inspiring episode of the Born Unbreakable podcast.